I don't know why we didn't do this sooner. Yeah, they saw. I know, but we can't piss off a whole generation, though. <laughs> we are... What's it called? Manifesting. That's We're like, manifesting. manifesting. I'm manifesting that I'm going to start playing the lottery and win the lottery. And win. <laughs> I'm going to start, start playing. <laughs> I'm going to buy a ticket. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> That's all it takes. That's what okay. they say. That's what millionaires say. <laughs> and gold diggers. <laughs> True. All right, you starting to me. How do you want to start it? We can't plan it because then we're gonna be like, "What's up, guys? Welcome to episode two. Hello. I can't even get that deep because my voice hurts. Hello. It's me. That's not a song. Is there anybody out there? Is that our intro? All right. Maybe we'll see. We're too high for this shit. Hey guys, welcome back to Stone Cold Killers. This is our second smoke circle. Yep. It, uh, we had so much fun with the first one, we had to come back for another. <laughs> we decided to do it again. <laughs> Thank you guys for all your kind words and all the likes and follows and ratings. Yes. And-, and messages, just random stuff about Capone and all these random stories around here. It's awesome. I love learning about that stuff. Yeah, I feel like I have some... I had so many people reaching out to me about Al Capone. Like, I didn't know that my great uncle was a hitman for Al Capone. Hmm? Well, let me take that back. My great great uncle, yeah, Uncle Eddie. Dad's side or mom's side? On my dad's side. Uncle Eddie. My dad's mom's (laughs) side, yeah. Uncle Eddie, he was a hitman for Al Capone and he actually got shot. And so that's why the whole family moved down to Gardner. So I guess if it wasn't for, you know, gang violence, I might not be here today. Holy shit. Shout yeah. out to you, Uncle Eddie. Or yeah. cousin, cousin, uncle. Great, great Uncle Eddie. Great uncle. Yep. Great. He was mob. <laughs> He's real mob great. Man. And then I had a, uh, I think my grandma said my aunt cleaned a house for a mob, a mob member. Member, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So we should have did a little more research oh, on <laughs> yeah, family we ties. We really should have because I actually had a listener that sent me a picture of my cousin Anna that, or I'm sorry, my aunt Anna or whatever, that was... Working with the mob. Yep. Did you post that on the Instagram? I have not yet. But oh, I will. Well, that's going to be coming. I was so, or yeah. that's going to already be there. So, so you guys will have to check that out if you haven't already. Today we are covering just one story, two kind of wrapped into one, but this case is like so near and dear to my heart. This is my mom's first cousins that were murdered back in the 1980s, and this has been. Like, the main reason why I've been such a, well, I guess, crime-holic. <laughs> Murder junkie. Murder junkie. I don't want to say, like, crime junkie and get sued by Ashley Flowers. Yeah. But, um, no, so I feel like my mom and my aunt, they've always tried to solve this murder, and I have not solved it, but that's, I'm going to I'm gonna keep digging. We're one step closer. We are one step closer, and getting it out to the public is just going to be, like, one of the best things we can do, I think. So That'll be our goal for this, uh... To podcast, solve this murder? To solve this murder, yeah. Well, one of our goals before. It's not it, our bucket list, it. man. Okay, add it to the bucket list. So, well, I've been doing some reaching out to the police department there. So, I'll Oh, you have? Okay, cool. 
So I'm going to tell you the story about my mom's two first cousins, Sherry Hill and Robin Shumway. Sherry had a son named Sean, Sean Michael. He was 21 months old. And Robin was married to um, a man named William Shumway. Um, They were all brutally fucking murdered back in 1980. Dude, fucking crazy. I know. It's absolutely disgusting. There's nothing out there about it. So let me just kind of, let me break it down for you. Okay, so the girls were originally from Illinois. And I think it's something that happened where they moved to Florida with their mom. They moved to a town called Iverness. Um, they went to a school called Citrus High. That was Holy the high shit. school. How Florida is that? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So after school, they ended up going to, um, they called it an adult community education center. I'm guessing it was like a vocational place, like who knows, like maybe for a job force, something like that. Yeah. Um, it's, they, you know, everybody said that the girls were really quiet, really reserved. Um, they weren't like hermits. Like, they went out and did stuff. Like, their mom said that they went to dances and social things, but they were just pretty, like, low-key people. Yeah, not uh, lunatics like us. <laughs> not that bad. <laughs> Only on the full moons. <laughs> lunatics, I'm telling you, there's a thing to it. Um, but my mom said that her Aunt Joyce, which was their mom, was a super nice lady. Um, she said that after it happened, like the whole family was just like, no holiday was ever the same. Like everybody was pretty shook up from it. Like everybody was just so sad. Uh, so Sherry was only 18 years old and her son, you know, like I said, was 21 months old. Um, Sherry was married to a guy named Guy and (laughs) I hate when people do that. I intentionally tried not to do that. (laughs) Why? (laughs) To someone named Guy is what I have in my notes, but a guy named Guy. I hate when people do that. I know. <laughs> it's uh, like naming a guy like Fernando Fernandez. Do you not love your child? Well, That's... you know, uh, guy. I knew a. Well, I heard a story one time about a girl named Marshmallow. <laughs> I'm like, that's pretty cool. I wouldn't mind that one. Unique name. That's funny. But Fernando like... Fernandez, guy, guy. Yeah. So uh, she was married to a guy named Guy, <laughs> and they were married in July. Um, <laughs> In 1979. We up here rapping on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So they lived in Florida. And that was not Sean's dad. Um, His dad's name was Henry Arnold Hall. So two different guys. Uh, So Sherry was 18 and Robin was her older sister. She was 19. And her husband's name was William. William Shumway. Um... William, he was born in Tennessee. Unfortunately, he kind of grew up in foster care. He was in a bunch of different houses. He was adopted out as a little kid, and then the family sent him back. Oh, no. I'm like, you can do that? Like, like, just, like, tradesies. Oh, my God. They were an older couple. They Yeah. So he was adopted by a lady named Marilyn at the age of five, and, like, that was his forever home. Um. God, that's so sad. I know. I don't. I can't imagine that. <laughs> like, it, like he, we don't want this kid anymore. A toddler. Like, what can they possibly do as a toddler? Toddlers are a shit ton of work. I mean, yes. And we can't. But lose, like, like, put ours back. Something so bad. Like, I can just. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just kidding. So, but it's okay because he ends up with Marilyn. He's got a good family. Uh, she said in the newspaper that he made friends super easy. He was very strong, very curious, very outgoing. Uh, He usually got along good with people. He liked them. People liked him. Uh, She was an absolute shock. 
So growing up, he lived in Tampa. Uh, and then his adopted father passes away, and Sherry moves to New York. Or not Sherry. Marilyn. Marilyn. Yes, I'm sorry. It's okay. Marilyn moves to New York. Um, so William moves in with his grandparents, then they live in Iverness, so he starts going to Citrus High. That's, you know, I don't think that's how he met the girls, but that's how he got in the area. Okay. Um, <laughs> there was a report that the principal said, so... Uh, William also went to the vocational center after school, and so he didn't really focus on his grades in in high school. So the principal had made a comment in the newspaper that he was a below-average student. <gasps> I'm like, this dude just got brutally murdered, and you're going to dog on his grades in the right. newspaper? Like, you don't have something nice to say? Or, oh, like, my, I would haunt my I principal. If I, went, if, I, uh, if I died yeah. and my principal said that, yep. I'm coming for you. Yep. Uh, so which they could say that because I sucked in school. Yeah, <laughs> didn't care. Uh, I didn't really like school either. But um, he graduates high school in '76, and then after he graduates, uh, I guess he had a daughter. He married her mom, and it didn't work. They got divorced. Um, in 1978, he enlists in the army as a soldier. Soldier. So, in the meantime, him and Robin meet, they get married, uh, and that's March, like, March 1st, 1980. Um, and then I was, like, I was kind of thinking, like, 1980s hair. wedding, like, how big was the hair? I would yeah. love to see a picture, but I couldn't find anything. Damn. Uh, and only a couple weeks after the wedding, that's when he enlists for the second time. Okay, so then he's assigned to go to Fort Bragg for the summer. So, him and Robin relocate to Fort Bragg. So they move there in June, and they they move, like, Fayetteville is the town where Fort Bragg is, yeah. and it's huge. But there's a little town called Eureka Springs, like, a little bit north of that, and that's where they live. It's just, like, a little small community. So they move there, and they're living in, like, a family-oriented housing. It's near Fort Bragg, so it's close. Uh, they're... You know, they were, they had neighbor friends. They were talking to people. Everybody knew who they were. Um, they everybody said they were like a nice little quiet family. They were just shocked that this could ha- that, that this happened. Um, well, in sometime in August, Sherry and Sean traveled out to North Carolina. They just came out to visit. I'm guessing they just, you know, she probably missed her sister. They were close in age, and they absolutely wanted to go out and visit. So. They were there for a couple weeks, and it was one Saturday night. It was September 6th, 1980. The neighbor, his name was Roger, Roger Holt, he noticed that the car was, like, parked kind of weird, and the windows were down, and the key was stuck in the ignition. And he's like, what the hell is this? And it sat there for a while. So he realized that the car was weird, and he noticed he hadn't seen anybody since Thursday, so he thought it was fishy, and he went to check it out. So he opens the door and he finds an absolute fucking nightmare. Mm. He finds Robin. So, like, they live in a one little bedroom apartment, so it's not okay. big, very small. He walks in and Robin is completely nude. And William, he's got his clothes on and they're tied together on the living room floor. Oh my God. Yep. Uh, William had a clothes hanger twisted <gasps> around his neck. Yep. That's how they strangled him then? Was with well, the clothes hanger? After the autopsy, no. But 
they weren't they weren't a hundred percent sure, but I'll get to that. Okay. Um. So <clears throat> down the hall, there's a the one single bedroom. That's where Sherry was. Sherry was almost nude, but she did have on her underwear. And in the newspaper, they called them panties, and I just thought that was oh. so gross. I'm like. I know it's Call the undergarments 80s. or something in the underwear. In, yeah, even. briefs like, like anything yeah. besides panties. That's just okay. Yeah. yeah. So her underwear. It's rude. Sean was also in just a diaper, <clears throat> and they were both bound together with rope. Like, oh my god, at twenty one months. We should have trigger like, warning this episode because yeah. it's effed up. Sorry guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, trigger warning. Trigger, it doesn't trigger. get any better. Yeah. Um, the bodies were so badly beaten that they could not identify them. Holy fuck. Yep. Roger, the guy who found them, he said it looked like they were stabs, like stabbed a bunch of times in the abdomen. But the investigators said that it could have been bullets. They really had no idea. And their heads were just like beaten. Um, so like, looked like stab wounds, but could have been bullets. Like that is fucking crazy. They had to have been destroyed. Is that? But they also had been there since Thursday. So okay, so there was some three days. Decomposition then. Yeah. Ew. Can and, you imagine how bad it stank in there? Um, nope. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> so they sent the bodies to the North Carolina Memorial Hospital to do all the autopsies there. They learned then that all four of them, their cause of death was from being beat with a blunt object Jesus in the head yeah. uh, with William it could have been like with the hanger around his neck could have been part of his death but they weren't 100% sure enough to say so after the autopsies they also found that Sherry and Robin were not sexually assaulted Thank God. so good. it just doesn't make any good. sense though why anybody would break in if it wasn't for something like that because nothing was taken from the apartment it was just this horrible heinous crime it doesn't nothing's adding up nope but also like that was definitely like an era that people were just killing to kill that's true i'm like people still do that people yes they just do it different yeah they do it in the same form but it was just so wild then that's when all like the serial killers were going around and like that first took off or was it the 70s well, I think it, they've tail always been end, there. Yeah. yeah, but but you know what I mean. Like they were going around like crazy. Yeah. So they could have just been like, well, well, it was so hard for police stations to communicate with one another because everything was. Oh like, God forbid we flown. call each other across county lines. Everything was like flown by pigeons. <laughs> so it was just. Oh difficult. my God. Yeah. One county over, I can't call you. Uh, yeah. Fucking stupid asses. Operator, can you put me through to number four? Oh, sorry, I can't do that. <laughs> Line sorry, that's too busy. <laughs> too busy. Uh, well, luckily now, there's a lot of communication with police officers and everything. You know, you get an Amber Alert, everybody in the nation gets Holy a... Holy hell, for real. Gets a vibrating, screaming alert on their phone. It's always like, it's not funny. One but positive it's like, to technology. It's kind of like, haha, like... When something like that does go off, like, and you're at a party, you're at work, or you're, like, you know, you're doing something when there's, like, a big, around, big people, mm-hmm. big people. <laughs> everybody's phone's going Everyone's up. phone's going, roo, 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 roo. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yeah, you fuck? know something bad's happening when Is there a tornado? <laughs> Usually, yes. That's what yeah, that's, that's always used to. <laughs> uh, but these cops were shocked. Like, they could not believe what they had walked in on. They were talking to all the neighbors. Nobody in the apartment complex heard anything. How? How? How do you have four people being murdered 
and I mean, especially that baby. You know that baby was screaming. Shit, I would have been screaming. I'm right. a full-grown woman. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what they say. Like you're so, like it's like you know you hear all these horror stories and people are saying like, well, he told me if I would have you know screamed, he would have killed me. Yada yada. Okay, well, I'll take that the, man I'll, has intentions. I'll take the risk. Yeah, exactly. That mm-hmm. man already has intentions on killing you. Yeah. He already... So, fuck it. I am going to scream as loud as I fucking can <laughs> and hope to God that I can get myself out of that fucking situation because, fuck you, you ain't winning. I just told Ashley the other day that I don't ever want to be in that situation where I have to fight for my life, but I would love to see how hard I could fight because yeah. I think I could, like, rip out really some fucking, yes, yes. <laughs> Like, that's my plan. 100%. Rambo style. 100%. I've seen that in a Rambo movie once. He just rips <clears throat> out this dude's esophagus. I'm like... That's my killer move. That's my go-to <laughs> if I'm ever, <laughs> ever need to kill somebody. Seriously. I would like to rip out their esophagus. Seriously. So, so like fuck I said, you murderers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck you guys. Um, they're interviewing all the neighbors. Nobody's heard anything. Uh, Roger Holt, he was a pretty helpful witness. Roger. So he told the cops that. William, the week before, had said that somebody tried to break into the house, into the apartment. And um, they called the cops, and they, I don't think anybody came by. They didn't find hmm. anything. They asked for more patrol in the neighborhood, and I don't think anything really happened. Um, the cops didn't find any sign of forced entry, so they thought it maybe could have been somebody that they knew. <sighs> Who knows? Yeah, maybe. So. I mean, you never know any either, because like maybe... Maybe they had pissed off the wrong person. You have no idea. Yeah. Well, we're going to... Or it could have been random as fuck. Yeah. That's the thing. You have, have no, no idea. idea. When there's nothing to go off, like, yeah. it's, it's, it's so sad. Um, so as soon as it happened, the sheriff at the time, his name was Otis Jones, which I thought was a pretty badass <laughs> sheriff name. Sheriff Otis. <laughs> Mr. Otis Jones, uh, he immediately booked two detectives tickets to fly down to Iverness, and he just wanted them to kind of look into anything fishy from their past he didn't find anything uh they found um they found that they were ordinary people that they didn't drink they didn't smoke they didn't do drugs they didn't have any enemies they it was just damn yeah there was no motive couldn't find anybody no signs pointing to anybody um, they did look into Sherry's husband, uh, his name, the guy. Yeah. Yeah. They, he allowed them to take pictures of him and he gave his fingerprints, which kind of makes me think that there's no DNA from the case because it doesn't seem like they took any DNA from him to test against it, but he did have a solid alibi. I guess he was a painter and his boss verified that he was at work the entire time. So it ruled him out. Well, and you would hope he would have like some sort of defense wounds on him. Yeah, absolutely. Because it was immediately after like, yeah, that scratches and stuff wouldn't heal in five days. No. And there's got to be something. No one's just going to sit down and let you tie them together and beat the shit out of them. Exactly. Yeah. To the point of unrighteous. No way. Yep. Uh, they also looked into Sean's dad. Uh, apparently, he lived on Fort Bragg, but he did have an alibi, so I okay. guess he's not a suspect. Um, I read that the investigators, they were looking for a late model red Pinto hatchback. So they maybe somebody seen a car. That's what they were kind of on the lookout for. Okay, so it's a new suspicious vehicle. I can't say that when I'm stoned. <laughs> and everything I read was like the police are looking for a motive, looking for a motive, blah, blah, blah. What if there is no motive? Like, be looking in other directions, too, because this is just, there's, sometimes people just kill. Some some people are just shitbags. Some people just want to go out there and just want to murder. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so two months after the murders, they like nobody had came forward. Nobody said anything. The cops had actually looked into local psychics. They had hired two local psychics. That's so weird for Isn't cops it? to do too. It that's is, but wild. I feel like my mom, like you know, she's oh, so yeah. into that shit. I'm like, it must maybe that family. That's like pro- maybe yeah. they pushed it. Yep. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of cool. I'm like, Ooh, oh, she's so into that shit too. I would want psychics. She to believes look for everything. Me if I was <laughs> MIA. <laughs> yeah. They uh, love that shit. It's so funny. Well, unfortunately, these psychics did not find anything. Mm. Um, they've even had like a ten thousand dollar reward posted, but nothing has has come through. So it's just so defeating when you mm-hmm. get out there and there's nothing on the internet. There's nothing posted. Like these, most of these investigators have like passed or retired, or it's been so long. Yeah, it's been like forty years. It's I always like time is just flying by that's wild mm-hmm. the fact that it's been that long already i know like i f- always think of like even though i wasn't alive in the 80s but i love the 80s so <laughs> i pretend i was um yeah. like it just feels like it was yesterday like the 90s mm-hmm. feel like they were just yesterday and that was so long ago like holy yep. fuck yeah it's weird uh oh what i was gonna say is i wonder if like this is that one case that like ate a detective up like Oh, you probably. know what I mean? The one that kept him awake at night. How do you walk into a room where there's a, and look at pictures of a two-year-old right. almost yeah. tied to yep. a mother. Like that. You can never get that image nope. out of your head. There's no way. Nope. There's absolutely no way. And the, just the fact that it's never been solved. There's never been anybody that. Well, like, and I just keep thinking of all the scenarios. Man. Like, so one of my clients said, well, maybe it happened at night. And I'm like, well, why were the keys in the ignition then? Like, what's up with that? How did they get him out of the car? Like, was there a gun involved maybe? Was it multiple people? Unless somebody maybe got in the car with them and forced Locked them into in the house. With. Yes. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? Like, I just keep trying to put myself. But for all of them, I, I don't know. Unless maybe it was, okay, say like Sherry and the baby were at the house or whatever. And then the other two were together. True. and. All that of a sudden, is true. You know it what I mean? Been like not a, all of them had to be in the car. Yeah. That's true. Could have held them and maybe killed one first and then, I mean, after yeah. three days. Yeah. That is true. It could have been. Anything. There's so many different scenarios. It's so gross. It is. It's disgusting. So every time I do a deep dive <laughs> into this case, there is just, you know, very little that comes up. So I started looking up like what the what North Carolina was like back in the 80s yeah. and you know murders that have happened in the area just to kind of see like was it a high crime rate area like you wouldn't think yeah. so being a military base but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got another opinion on that <laughs> I know after I said it I'm like well <laughs> rapist <laughs> mm. Mm. losers mm. So I started looking around for crime in the area in the time, and the Eastburn case came up. And I knew that I had heard it before, and you don't know anything about this. No, so I know absolutely nothing to tell about, you about this. this, too. So, Not that I knew much about the family either. Just the, yeah, just the true. rundown. Yeah, well, nobody fucking knows no. anything about the family because nothing ever was said or no. posted. Or we're gonna we're gonna raise some awareness though. We're gonna contact <laughs> some newspapers. We're gonna solve this murder. Justice. So. Katie Eastburn, in 1985, her and her two daughters, uh, Kara and Erin, they were five and three, were brutally murdered in their home. Oh, my God. In Fayetteville. Um, 
Katie's husband, he was a captain in the Air Force, and he was away for training in Alabama. It was like a three-month training that he okay. had to take because they were moving to London. Um, so they would call each other all the time. They would, you know, send letters and all that stuff that you did back in the because <laughs> they pa- page each other. <laughs> We're not sending out I fucking. I wasn't here in the eighties. I don't know beep, 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 beep. all the points of contact, but what is that called? They would call each other. What is all that the called? Time. Pagers? Uh, are you? No, I'm talking old old Alexander time. Alexander Bell, beep, the telephone beep, beep, guy. Beep, beep. Oh, the Morse code. Morse code. I don't know Morse code. <laughs> Me neither. I, would I probably just said like everything. "fuck you" on there, and I had no idea. Oh, <gasps> Ooh, you're gonna piss off some spies. <laughs> Sorry, FBI. Don't snipe us. <laughs> Okay, but back to the very serious, heinous, horrible thing that has happened. So he cannot get a hold of Katie. So he calls the cops, and he has the cops go and check. They come and knock on the door, and she doesn't doesn't answer the door. It's in the middle of the night, and the cop's like, okay, that's kind of weird. He goes and knocks on the neighbor's door then. And it's like, have you heard anything suspicious or seen anything suspicious? And the neighbor's like, why the fuck are you waking me up, bro? (laughs) It's the middle of the night. Like, go in there if you want to know. Yeah. So the neighbor was like kind of pissed off. So the next morning he, it was like fresh on his mind and he went outside. He noticed that the car hadn't moved in a couple days. He noticed that the car had moved in a couple days and that the newspapers were like piling up in front of the door okay so he usually not a good sign no so he so check your neighbor's uh newspapers absolutely unless you're my neighbor and <laughs> i'll get it when i get to it okay <laughs> i'm busy all right i also don't get the newspapers neither. <laughs> so he goes up to the door and he rang the doorbell nobody answered but he heard a baby just screaming wailing so oh, no. he called his wife and he told his wife and it started like this little chain. The wife called the babysitter and he called the police. So the police and the babysitter are on their way there at the same time. And the police officer is like, listen, I cannot go in there until I get back up. Like, I what the? Can- oh, yeah. Okay. I know that there's a baby crying and the babysitter yep. like pulled through sitting on the babies. And she's like, no, <laughs> we are going in there. Hell this baby yeah. is frantic. So they cut through the screen and they walk in and they immediately smell. Shout out to you, babysitter. Yeah. Looking out for that baby. Yes, I know. <laughs> for real. Like, I love she that. She was there, carried through. Um, but when they walk in, it's like oh. another horrendous crime. Like They can just smell the decomposition again. Oh, my God. So they did find baby Jana. The, uh, she was 22 months old. She was, they, the doctor said that she was only, like, if it would have been a couple more hours, like, she oh probably God. would have died herself. She was so dehydrated. She had been sitting in her soiled diaper, like, for probably days. Um, yeah. So, thank that God is, that they went in ooh, when they did. Mm. And thank God the neighbor was quick to it because if he had put it off till after lunch, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. who knows how it would have would have ended. Yep. Sometimes you just get that hunch, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sometimes you got to follow through for that. So, ugh. Yeah. That's so sad. That's so scary. So the cops found a struggle in the living room. Uh, They followed the trail down the hall into the master bedroom. They found, oh, I don't even want to talk about this shit. They found three-year-old Erin. She was by the bed. She had a pillow over her face, and someone had, um, like, sliced her neck, and it was was a really deep wound. How Uh, the fuck do you do that to a three-year-old? I don't know. How the fuck? That is an innocent baby. Yeah. I like how the fuck put myself 
uh, we're going to move past that because I want to get that out of my head. Oh, my God. Uh, then they found Katie. Uh, her bra was pulled up and her underwear was cut off. She was stabbed <gasps> 14 times in the chest. Oh, my God. And then they found um, Kara. She had also been stabbed in the chest. So she was in the girl's room. Fuck this, dude. Yep. Yep. In like... The thing to me is like, okay, maybe there was more than one person. I don't know. I am connecting. No, I mean, I'm. This case is solved. So. Oh, it is? Yeah. This, oh. The Eastburn case is solved. Okay. So. Never mind. Nope. Just. Skirt. You would think it would be multiple people, probably. So, why for the all fuck the isn't this murders. one connected to that? Yep. Okay. Well, we'll get there. So, when baby <laughs> Jana got a little bit older, she started to talk. Like, they thought maybe they could do, like, some interviewing. They tried to talk to her. Like, they would pull up pictures of the house. Show her pictures. She would have meltdowns. Like, yeah, of course. Try to hide and say things about the bad guy. And so when she started hiding, like, the psychologists and stuff, they thought maybe the two older girls made her hide. And that's probably one of the only reasons why she's alive is because the older girls, like, made her hide, stay away from the murderer. Yeah. Oh, my God. But they didn't get anything out of baby Jana. So, Mm. um. I'm sure her self-conscious just Ugh. suppressed it. Hopefully, Hopefully. it's all on Hopefully her she, yeah. And maybe god. she's like a female Dexter. Oh my god. <laughs> Which, Dexter's pretty cool. We need more of them. Um, He's a fucking genius. I love Dexter. Of course we would love Dexter. I know. <laughs> uh, but at the scene. I'd be his friend, for sure. Oh, yeah. You could tell me everything. Yeah, I'm a good secret keeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could tell us. <laughs> we won't tell our podcast followers. <laughs> <laughs> if we did we'd cut it out <laughs> we got you guys <laughs> but at the Eastburn house um, the cops found hair fingerprints shoe prints and semen mm. so they had tons of shit to work with mm-hmm. yep but it was the 80s and I don't think it was really yeah I wonder how like I mean I think DNA was a thing then it was but yeah. not as it probably took a year to get back results. Where I just now don't think could, it was as good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not 2023, but what we're, what we're used to. Yeah. So they had the physical evidence, and then they also had um, a witness. So one of the neighbors, his name was Patrick. Patrick said he seen a man outside the house at 3 a.m. Holy shit. Yep. A tall blonde man with a mustache and a big nose. Uh, he was wearing a beanie, and he was wearing a members-only jacket, and he had a garbage bag tossed over his shoulder. And he was driving um, a white Chevette, I think it's called. Yeah, a white Chevette. So Patrick helps them make a sketch. Okay. So the babysitter also had reported to the police that someone had been stalking Katie, was watching the, the house. Oh. Yeah. Was watching the house, watching Katie. Like Katie had. So Katie must have told that. Yep. Babysitter that. that. Somebody, Holy shit. Yeah, that somebody was, was stalking her. Uh, and also had been calling their house within, like, the last couple weeks. What the fuck? Yep. So the cops are trying to figure shit out, and they know that Katie had posted in the newspaper that they were looking for um, someone to take their dog, Dixie, because they were moving. They couldn't take Dixie with them. So they start looking for the person that has the dog, thinking this is one of the last people. You know, the dog wasn't – Dixie wasn't there in the home, so somebody has to have her. They're looking for Dixie and the person that has her. And they post it on the news, and this lady realizes, holy shit, they're talking about my husband. Um, this lady was married to a man named Tim Hennis, and she's like, you have this freaking dog. You just got it from a lady. You know, well, they were moving. You need to go 
talk to the police and tell them it wasn't you. So Tim goes to the police station and one of the detectives on the case, it stopped him in his tracks because the sketch of the man just walked into the police station. (gasps) Holy fuck. A tall, blonde man with a big nose. And his wife was, she's just like, get your ass in there. You just got this fucking dog. (gasps) Yep. So he looked exactly like the sketch. So they immediately line up, like a photo lineup for, um, for Patrick to take. And so Patrick looks through the photo lineup and immediately picks out Tim's picture. (gasps) So he is the man that was walking outside of the East Holy, home. at three o'clock in three the o'clock in the morning. And guess who drives a white Chevette? Fucking Tim. Tim. Yep. Timmy boy. Oh my God. Yeah. So not only does Tim look exactly like the sketch and drive the car, he, and he got picked out <laughs> and he got picked out of the lineup. He <laughs> is a cocky asshole. So oh. he's a dick to the cops. He's like, can we just get out of here? Blah, blah, blah. The cops don't like him at all, but he does give them DNA. And he Dumb fucker. Yeah. Yeah. He told them that he picked the dog up on Tuesday, but the kicker is is Tim does not have an alibi for Thursday. He was home alone. Mm. So yeah, he doesn't have an alibi. Even but your wife can't back you up on this one, Tim. Yep. No. And if she knew what he really fucking did, she wouldn't back him up. Yeah, clearly, yeah. because she's like, yo, you got this dog, I'm throwing you under the bus. Get your ass to Go give the your blood. Police? Go check yeah. Yourself. Yeah. Yep. So he gave blood and saliva and hair. And Aww, his poor wife. All the DNA came back inconclusive, though. Uh, but they still took him to trial because they really thought that Tim did yeah. this. Um, they used their witnesses. So after the trial, he was found guilty. Hell yeah. And he went to prison. Um, but, but, big but there. Tim's defense came through and said that the way that the trial was ran, they... Oh, my God. Court, Unfair trial. Well, listen, they they took 90 minutes and showed the pictures from the Eastburn murders from the girls Ugh. dead. So they showed that for an hour and a half, and it, they said that it completely kind of demented the jury. And oh, fuck it yeah. just outraged them, so they didn't yeah. think it, that it was fair. So they redo it. Uh, but... This time, the defense knows the prosecution's strategies, so they get Tim off. He is found not guilty on all accounts the second time around. Um, And everybody's, like, super excited because he's Mr. Family Man. He's got a daughter. Nobody thinks he's guilty. They think it's like this – they think the justice system, like, fucking hit the nail on the head with this one. Um, Jesus. It's very frustrating. Mm -hmm. So he went back into the Army. He had a good <laughs> look at that. There. He went back into the army. Yes. Wait. Tim went back into yep. the army. He had a good career. Yeah. 20 years. His wife stayed. He had more kids. Wait, fucking... what was his rank, Captain? I believe so. Yeah. Why am I not fucking surprised? Hmm. Spotless. I put spotless fucker. Was... Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, they don't touch him. So 20 Money years... talks, bullshit walks. Yeah. So it's been 20 years, and they still don't have anybody convicted for the murder of the Eastburn girls. So they pull the case up, and they find the vaginal swabs, and they decide to test those for DNA. And a hit comes up. Guess who fucking comes up? Tim. Tim fucking Hennis. You're fucking kidding. Nope. So he was positive for the semen. Um, So he is 
the one that fucking murdered the three girls. The but, babies. Yep. And the babies. The mama and the babies. And, but he's already been fucking tried for this twice. So he cannot be tried again. They cannot bring yeah. him back to court yep. because of a, like, double, double jeopardy. Double jeopardy. Or triple jeopardy at this point. So according to civil law, they can't do a fucking thing about it. But he is in the military. And the military they, finds out. They pull him out of retirement. Holy motherfuck. It's the first thing the military ever fucking did. Yep. Holy yep. shit. And so once he's in active duty, they told him they were going to try him for the three murders with their special military court. They had another full fucking trial. Good. He didn't take a plea deal or anything like that, which is... Like, Idiot. You just fucking admit to it. Your DNA yeah. was found. Like You're a dumbass. Let's do this for a third time. Um, and at that point... That's when Tim makes up some bullshit that it was a consensual thing that, yeah. Uh, so get this. So he tells Dumbass. the court he had consensual sex with Katie when he went to go buy the dog. And uh, he didn't say anything sooner because he didn't want to hurt Gary Eastburn. And the defense is telling the court that this happens all the time with wives and military wives cheat on their husbands. And Which- he's doing this to a military court. Like So these men are like... You guys are fucking morons. Like, obviously you're guilty. He's, I mean, he's not wrong yep. in that aspect because, yes, it does happen. But you don't Left preach right. that but you, to no, the choir. It's like an un, no, it's an unspoken rule. Like, you don't fucking talk about it. Yep. Well, Nobody talks about it. was using that as a defense. Oh, it happens all the time. And he's It's talking. not a fucking defense, dude. You're, you're ratting all your buddies out, first of all. Second of all... You're an idiot. That's not a fucking defense. That's well, obviously, yeah, he's definitely a fucking idiot. Like, psycho idiot. But he was found guilty. In but the his middle. DNA was only found on Katie, right? He didn't rape the, not that the I know girls. Of. No, okay. nothing okay. ever came up like that. It was okay. only, like, on Katie. Um, and he probably killed the other girls, though, because they saw it happen. Know. Who knows? And that's one of those. You can't place your head in a serial no. killer in a no. psychopath's head. No, you're right. You're right. But he is finally, finally, third time's a charm. <laughs> He is found guilty, and he was sentenced to death. Uh, but in military court, you cannot execute somebody without presidential approval, and that has not happened since the 60s. Uh, so he's probably just going to spend his entire life in prison. Yep. Um, on our dime, though. <laughs> yeah. On our dime. Sitting in Leavenworth, uh, which is a military yes. yep, uh, military prison. Uh, Dirt he, bags go there. One. <laughs> he's one of six men right now on death row there. Um, but Ooh, We'll have to look into the other ones there. You might be asking yourself why I'm telling you this story when it we were just talking about the Hakey girls and their husbands right. and their babies. Um, I gotta take that off. <laughs> I think that's on the recording. <laughs> Uh, so you might be asking why we're talking about the Eastburn girls and the Hakey girls at the same time. Right. So yeah. the like, what's the connection? Yeah. When I found the Eastburn story, I immediately called my mom and I'm like, "Holy shit! I think I know who killed the Hakey yeah. girls and their family." And obviously, like, don't sue us. We don't know who killed the Shumway Hakey Hill yeah, family. No. But but there are some ties. There's just <laughs> been a lot of like. Like, my gut feeling yeah. has just, like, always drawn me to Tim Hennis. Like, I turned on Google alerts, like, just in case if something else popped up. Okay. I just always had this feeling that he had something to do with it. Because multiple people, there's children involved, stab wounds. Um, I'm going to show you right now. And they obviously this is put a fucking ad out. The distance between the apartments in the home. 15 fucking minutes. 15. 
15 minutes. 9.9 miles between the two locations. Also, not even five years apart. This is where we're talking about, like, cops not communicating with each other. Less than 10 fucking miles. You have a fucking family annihilator coming in, murdering families, and you can't connect those fucking dots. Like, it's frustrating. So the last time... This when we started doing this episode, I started another deep dive, and I had I've never reached out to Reddit before. Posted on Reddit, mm-hmm. somebody started posting a bunch of articles for me because I'm too cheap to pay for newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to you on Reddit, whoever you were. <laughs> there was an article that posted um, that said, "Let me pull it up." Roger Roger Holt, the neighbor. He said that Shumway was talking about some blonde guy with a receding hairline that was watching the apartment, mostly parked out back by a dirt road. Um, so I'm just going to pull up a picture real fast. So and not only it. did Katie say that she was being stalked, stalked but then Shumway had also told the neighbor. So I want everybody to do a quick Google of Tim Hennis, 1980. Which we will post a whole... If that's not a tall blonde man with the receding hairline, yeah. I don't know what the fuck is. We will post like a link to this as well yep. in the description oh, or whatever. It'll be on the Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, we can post all these things. So yeah, they live less than 10 miles apart. They were less than five years apart. Both of the parties were stalked. Um, I mean, it had to be a big fucking dude to take down a soldier and two... I don't know if they were feisty. I know they were reserved, but... And also, my family, like, those girls are feisty. Like, yeah. But how do we know too, that he wasn't in uniform? Because if, how do we know that he didn't show up in uniform too? Yeah. Being a captain, like I was only E three, E four, so I can't like if a fucking captain walked into my house when I was still living on base. I never even fucking thought yes. of that. If if I knew like if I if they were in uniform and they're showing up and the, like he could have fucked around and said something that yeah you know that dude's in trouble like or even he knew him from being on base like how do we know it wasn't there yep. wasn't some connection that way like yep I I don't know I I just know that if a captain would have walked up to me at the time you have being, to do what they say yeah absolutely I would have listened never even I would have one hundred percent listened to him now I'd be like go fuck yourself. <laughs> It's like a dick. I got I a podcast care. to make. <laughs> I don't care. Mm. Ranking shit. <laughs> yeah, I never even thought of that aspect, but I really truly know nothing about the military. Right. So that's a. I'm just speaking from experience. I know what it's like sure. to had to like ooh, like get scared and buckle down and. Yeah. So after I I seen that video of, or that post about the um oh we have a special delivery <laughs> they're tall boys thanks Dave Baby. you're the best. Love you. oh i know all right guys we're back we got a special (laughs) delivery we got some tall boys delivered and we took a pee break and we would have inserted um an ad there but we only have like four followers and no people that are willing to pay us yet we have more than that now (laughs) (laughs) anyways welcome back bitches So when I started researching about this episode, I posted on Reddit and the article popped up about the tall blonde guy. You guys really got to calm down over there on Reddit. Oh my gosh. If you don't have enough karma points, you're like kicked out. Holy shit. There are some forums or communities, whatever, that 
And I don't understand how Reddit works. So, what I uh, they were just being kind of mean. They were being yeah. bullies to you. <laughs> yeah, I did feel very attacked, and I am a rule follower. <laughs> but I'm over it. I'm gonna. I'm trying to make nice. I just keep getting delete, deleted on my posts because I don't have any karma. We're that. just trying to give you love. I just want to put some insight on the podcast forums. <laughs> um, anyway, but so. I did reach out to the Fayetteville County uh, Police Department. <laughs> I have been emailing with the uh, lady who does like the, the homicide tips and stuff like That's that. Awesome. She's been hooking me up with people, but it's a 40 year old case. It's not yeah. moving very fucking fast, but it's locked in a box somewhere. It up is, on a shelf. but I'm blowing the fucking dust off. And I, I love the saying, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. I'm just going <laughs> to keep on fucking squeaking until I get something out of them. You know, I have to, we got to do something about this, uh, but I think this is step one, getting it out there. Hell yeah. That's that's it. That's what I got. Lighting a fire. Maybe we're lighting a fire underneath the detective's asses. Some yep. retired detective. I know. Might listen to us one day. I mean, he's like, you know what? I do need to. I a- want that to be my retirement job that I just reopen cold cases files and just get yeah. to read through them with fine tooth comb. Seriously, Real you got clue. nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. You can come hang out with Stone Cold Killers. Yep. <laughs> but that's it, guys. If you know who murdered the Shumway Hakey yeah. Hill family, DM uh, us. DM us or the <laughs> the Fayetteville County Police Department. That'd yeah, be really cool. honestly, you should probably call them. Yeah, we're not responsible enough. Yeah, don't do that. But don't no. don't DM us. Call them first. Yeah. But, but then definitely DM us afterwards because sometimes them cops we're gonna don't be telling family. Party. Yeah, we're and a fucking party. we'll smoke you up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For sure. That'll be earned. Well earned. Well earned. Do you have a safety tip this week to end the show? Yes, I have one. I was very well prepared for this. Um, (laughs) What's your safety tip? (laughs) I can't wait to hear it. So I asked my husband, (laughs) Dave, what's your safety tip of the week? (laughs) What's your tip for the ladies? He tells me, be a 6'4 man with a beard. (laughs) 210 pounds. Oh, sure. Because they just, don't fuck with you. <laughs> let's all just run to the plastic surgeons then. <laughs> I need about eight inches and a please. full beard, please. That was my safety tip of the week. I like it. I was so. prepared. I did a lot for this episode. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, you guys need to go on Instagram and follow us. Um, Stone Cold Killers Pod, I think it is. I think there's a pod. Stone Cold yeah. Killers Pod on mm-hmm. Instagram. You can also send us an email, stonecoldkillerspod at gmail.com. Or Yahoo. I think we have a Yahoo one, too. We don't check the Yahoo. Yeah, don't send right. it to Yahoo. I've never, actually, I've never logged into the Yahoo one. Neither have I. Don't <laughs> tell people about the Yahoo. Don't send it to the Yahoo. Don't send it to Yahoo. <laughs> um, but you should go on to whatever platform you're on and give us five stars. Yes. Whether you thought we were worthy of it or not. we Give us a, you know, a comment, too, because it's the only way we can continue nice is one, to please. be if getting some. If you don't some... like it, just send us a text message instead. <laughs> <Yeah>. 99% <laughs> we know all of you that are listening. So <laughs> Review us personally, please. Straight to text, not on the platforms. That would be great. Uh, but we love you guys. Thank you for tuning in for the second episode. This smo- smoke circle was a good time. I always have a good yeah, time here. It was, it was fun. I had a great time. Yes. Thanks, guys, for listening we- and for all the texts and messages and stuff last week. It was great. We loved it. It made me feel so good. Yes. <laughs> Reading them all day on Thursday, I was like, oh, my God. I have friends. <laughs> People like us. And <laughs> it feels so good. Good. I know. All right. Well, 
We'll talk to you later, Stonies. Have a good one. Bye, guys.